0: ladies, and gents, welcome to another episode of State of You, Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torre. Same corner, same time. Ready to vibe with you guys, talk a little recruiting, porter talk. What's the vibe yeah, like? How y'all yeah, feeling? Yeah.
1: I had a good weekend. I mean, I'm not sure about you guys. A little chilly here in uh, in Tampa. A couple farmer's markets uh, over the weekend. My parents were in town. Uh, Silk, I texted you on, uh, on Saturday because my dad had to be reminded which uh, NFL team you played on.
0: Man, shout out to Pops for being uh, uh very optimistic and you know, uh, just, just has a great outlook on who you think I am as a person. I appreciate uh, Mr. Thompson. What's your uh, frisbee team's name? Uh, the National <laughs> Frisbee League. I played for the West Palm Beach uh, uh Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to my Jaguars. When we get into that, man, yeah. we're in the playoffs, baby. Duval, yeah. Miami's in the playoffs, too. The Bucks are in the playoffs. I think I saw
1: the first time all three teams in uh, in Florida there since 1999. Wow. Uh, the Dolphins did everything that they could to not make it,
0: really tried hard,
1: yeah. But somehow we grasped victory out of the claws of defeat a nine to six victory over the New York Jets. You so, guys'
0: yeah. energy is different than early in the season, I'll tell you it that. Sure man. Is. Yeah,
2: well, you know, a quarterback's brain is, is scrambled eggs. Uh, mm. the backup quarterback doesn't have a, a hand, so you're under third quarterback and you gotta go to Buffalo with no hands. Uh, the guy you has two go, gloves hit, and
1: no hands, you know, it's crazy. Teddy, t-
2: Teddy, two gloves has no hands, you gotta go to Buffalo. Um, mm. it's, it's gonna be a bloodbath next week, so yeah. Not nine and a half point
1: underdogs.
0: underdogs. Yeah, Buffalo playing uh, inspired football right mm. now. So good luck with that, bro. Mm. Uh, we won the football game, but it wasn't on Trevor's arm like it should have been. We we left a lot of points on the field. We should have handled Tennessee a little bit more handily, but we got the dub regardless, man. We we learning how to win, Nick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, was, uh, uh, what are they eight, nine, eight?
0: Yeah, nine and eight.
2: And then the Bucks are eight and nine. Like the yep. the parity in the NFL this year is wild. Like you have an eight and nine division winner. And then a nine and eight division winner.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, all three uh, playoff teams in uh, are all four are all pardon me all three teams in Florida are in the playoffs, and they're collectively <clears throat> one game above five hundred. So,
2: well. no thanks to the Tampa Bay Bucks.
1: No thanks to the Tampa Bay Bucks, but uh, you know everybody's back at zero right now. Yeah, Dolphins, Bills. Who the Jags have?
0: We play um Chargers. Chargers.
1: Oh, all right. We'll see you guys this time next week. And uh, I don't uh, imagine we'll be talking about the Dolphins next game. I
2: don't think so.
0: No, no, but, yeah, uh, no faith. No you faith. Are... Ye have little faith. Mm.
1: No, Man, no, you
0: guys came on here with big lies early in the offseason, bro. I mean, well, early in the season. Things were a little bit
1: different. Things were a little bit different. You know, we, we start off 3-0, then we go 0-3, then we win five in a row, and then we lose five in a row. So who knows? Maybe we're we're a streaky team right now. We're. One bowl's no right next.
0: Now. We gotta be Super stay Bowl positive then. Yep. Next if next If we run. go
1: to the Super Bowl, I will be there without a doubt.
0: Oh oh similar vibes, man. If, if a miracle is to happen in 2023 and my Jags, uh pull up, I'm pulling out all stops to get there to that time. I don't know if we'll get into the game, but uh just in case we actually we, we happen to win, I gotta be in town.
1: So that's gonna be the craziest weekend ever in scottsdale or phoenix because that's the same weekend as the waste management open which is that big golf tournament so you've probably seen it on tv where they are all rowdy and and you know all crowded around that par three green where they're all super rowdy and loud and and rather obnoxious um golf tournament it's supposedly one of the most fun like Golf tournaments you could go to outside of maybe going to the Masters, like Nick has. Uh, but in terms of just the actual energy of the event, uh, but that and the Super Bowl is having on the same weekend. So, mm. I was in
2: Scottsdale. I went to that in 2018. Oh, a bachelor party!
0: How, how is Scottsdale? I, I got it on my uh, my bucket list places <laughs> I want to visit. it Looks like good vibes. But I want to go to Arizona. What's what's it like out there? Um, uh, I like, it's
1: like I like,
0: go
2: ahead. It's man. like a su- it's just a suburb. Yeah. It's, called, it's it. like you' It's like a very typical suburb. Um, I went there for an event, and that event, like Dan said, was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a bachelor party, so we were golfing, drinking, went to the golf tournament. Um, outside of the golf tournament, I don't know that it's like a destination.
1: Yeah. I would say that there's a, uh, you know, historic Scottsville is pretty cool. There's like a, there's like a main street area. It's not huge. I think the Scottsdale name is a lot bigger than the Scottsdale, the city uh, Phoenix is cool. There's a lot to do nearby from, from hiking. There's obviously a lot of suburbs. You have Tempe and Glendale and Scottsdale and, you know, downtown Phoenix and everything else. So it's just so sprawling. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people go obviously, cause you can go year round, obviously during the summer, it gets, you know, exceptionally hot, but outside of that, man, I've always enjoyed Scottsdale, although I'm not, Sure, why it's as big of a destination as it is? I guess maybe outside
0: of, you know, seem the like a, it's it, I think the Cush is free out there no I think they freed the Cush out there. I know a oh. lot of people that's that's navigating towards Arizona. um Janoris is speaking highly of, of Arizona. He out there <laughs> living and got a crib.
1: Oh no um, kidding! Yeah, yeah. They they also don't do daylight savings time. So
0: yeah, word.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. As as a state, they were just like well, we're done with this. Yeah. So I think they're on Pacific time now.
1: Yeah, and then they'll uh, bounce that. they'll bounce mountain time.
2: Or I guess they, they just don't they change their mountain time, time. So they're, yeah. they're, they're they do not change they're their not, time. in their minds, they're not bouncing back and forth, they're just not changing their minds. They're class. just vibing. <laughs> they, the
0: they get it out there. You seem like
2: a big bottled bottled blonde guy, Dan. That's I, I
1: was Dan. I went there a few times. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh where no, a so restaurant, a little... bar? What is
2: yeah. that? Uh listen, when I say that Dan's a big bottled blonde guy, it's definitely not a nice sit-down restaurant. This is Dan. Uh, in Arizona, Bender, Bender, uh, getting lit. Uh, big Bender vibes. Just
1: mm. big Bender vibes. I love it, gentlemen. All right, well, let's get to, let's on to the show. A couple of commitments, a couple of new Gator faces to Gator Nation. But as always, let's give a shout-out to our friend Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. I think you just had a birthday on Friday, so congratulations and happy birthday uh, to Alan Horn. Give him a buzz, 706-692-2888. You're looking for home renters, life, business insurance, uh, whatever your insurance needs may be. Alan is a state farm agent in the Valdosta, Georgia area, but he serves not only Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and Alabama. So, again, give him a call 706 692 2888 or Alan Horn Insurance.com. All right, boys. Um, well, first, congratulations to uh, I want to give a shout out to Ricky Hurtado, um, director of football communications uh, for the Florida Gators. Him and his wife just announced that they had a baby today. So congratulations. Or um, pardon me, five days ago they announced it today. Uh, Abigail um, is their daughter's name. So congratulations to Ricky Hurtado. Um, With the news of new additions to uh, the Florida Gators on Saturday, during the All American Bowl, six foot eight, 325 pound offensive tackle, Caden Jones announced that he would be committing to the University of Florida. He was looking at Florida and Texas AM as we got close to the end there. Gentlemen, give me your thoughts on Caden Jones. He is either a three star or a four star, depending on where you look. Go ahead. So,
0: a lot of upside. Uh, but this is a guy that's going to have to, you know, go through the system a little bit, uh, mature, get developed. But uh, for sure, offensive tackle, one of the one of the few in this class that we brought in. 6'7", uh, six seven, six eight, uh, the frame is there. A lot to put on that frame. But a guy that's going to have to get developed, get into the system, and, and you know, mature a little bit. But uh, overall, um, don't don't dislike the tape. I enjoy, I try to, I try to enjoy every, every recruit they bring in and and have a a critical take on it outside of he's a three star. What are we doing? We're not going to beat Georgia with this guy. You know, like that's an easy take. Easy take. Um, Yeah. I
2: think, I think not, not necessarily a project, but, you know, uh, like you said, someone needs to fill out a little bit. He's almost 6'8 and 300 pounds. Um, I think Florida still needs a little bit of help in the portal at tackle um, good to get a tackle for, you know, uh, down the line. Um, and, and I think this is probably it. like, unless you're going to find maybe a, a running back, I think mm-hmm. it's probably it for high school recruiting for Florida this cycle.
1: Yeah. I don't know who Florida goes after outside of, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the portal here in a second. I don't think that there's any other names that are being connected to to UF, I know that there was the uh, the two twins that uh, decommitted from Harris UCF. Wade, that, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, who were they? Harris.
2: The Harris twins, yeah. Harris
1: twins. I know that the Florida fans are, are clamoring for you those have their names? guys. Um, I will pull those up because I wasn't planning on talking about them. Um, but you know, at the at the end of the day, I think that Florida's you know class is is going to end up being relatively strong, um, you know, top to bottom, the way that we look at it. I think that Caden Jones is a, is a good ad. I think that he's a guy that knows that he's going to wait a year uh, at least before playing where he does want a red shirt. Uh, I do think that, you know, Florida from all intents and purposes hit a lot of their needs. Uh, there's still some holes that they'll try to fill in uh, and plug in the gaps there. But I do think that Caden Jones from a a size perspective uh certainly is your prototypical uh, tackle that you're looking for um you know similar in my opinion to probably a cam weights in terms of body size and probably also in terms of the amount of of coaching and and enhancement and skill set that he's going to need uh he came from the same high school i believe as montreal johnson uh so that's a, a an interesting uh, little connection there uh but outside of that uh excited to see him he looked he looked good at the beginning of the game, and the All-American Bowl uh, had gotten beat a few times, uh, you know, throughout the game a little bit after that. But uh, you know, all in all, uh, still a guy that I, I think will have a positive impact for Florida in the next few years, uh, and certainly a guy uh, that you beat some some decent schools for as well. So excited to see uh, where he comes. Uh, the two twin linebackers are Andrew and Michael Harris. Uh, they are being recruited heavily by Michigan State right now.
0: In my what what I was told with, with those two one one has like are we recruiting both or what what's the situation with with both those guys uh, Nick do you know?
2: Um, I don't know. It's something there. Uh, it's these are two kids that uh, I get asked about all the time. Um, I, I don't know if if Florida's even recruiting them. To be honest, I, with
1: you. I don't think that anybody has ever said that Florida is recruiting them or did really recruit them ever. Yes. Um, the message
2: board really wants both of them.
1: Well, I think the message boards are saying, hey, there's needs at linebacker. There's two linebackers that are out there ranked. Right, I think they're Lake both Brantley in the right top down, 30, right? right? And they're from like Brantley. So why not? Um, I don't know enough about them one way or another.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of just taking people to take them either. Like, I want be coaches to actually see potential in them, you know, and not just uh, – just- because there's so many opportunities to still add guys in college football and what it is now. So I don't want to waste uh, spots on just, hey, let's just take these guys. Because a lot of mulling guys, would just let's just take these guys and we can fill them in, athletes, and figure it out later. Uh, and You just get a, a depth chart of just bad takes once you start doing that, man. So I, I if, the, if the staff want them, they evaluate it and like them, then, then cool. But I don't want to just take kids because they're just here and available.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. A couple other notes on Caden Jones uh, played laugh tackles, both a junior and a senior. They went to the playoffs in the, in 2021, uh, made it to the second round. And then as a sophomore, uh, they made a state championship appearance. So um, he comes from a bit of a, Uh, connection back to uh, the NFL. His uncle is uh, Marcus Jasmine, who played for Texas A&M and in the NFL for a bit. Um, Looked at Texas A&M, looked at Houston, uh, had a few other uh, bigger offers, but uh, it was really down to to Florida and Texas A&M in there. So a great get by the uh, coaching staff uh, as they continue to finalize high school recruiting. Uh, for this class so any final thoughts guys i think that this is going to probably put an end on recruiting for uh, the class of 2022
0: Three. Three.
1: Three. Three. Uh, I keep forgetting what year we're in class of 2023 um so let's give some some final takes i know that we've we've said a lot about this class but uh what do you what do you guys think
0: uh, i think uh, uh the, the goal of this class uh for, for for me at least was to close the gap on georgia uh, did we close the gap from a depth chart perspective? Hell no. They just they are loaded and they on a whole 3D. I think from a team speed um uh, perspective, I think we close the gap that way. You know, um the starters that we, we won't have the depth. And if our starters get hurt, we may not have the same team speed, and that's the difference between us and Georgia. Uh, but I think with the receiving core that we brought in, um, the, the stuff that you're seeing them do with Arian Smith and a lot of speed, the explosive plays, we're going to see that on um, the quarterback position. Um, just from that perspective, I think we closed the gap. Uh, but it's just a lot more of uh, like the top end players that we just needed close in on. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be NIL, the recruiting staff, whatever, whatever, whatever the hiccup may be, we got to figure that out to be able to get top, top tier guys in here to be able to close the gap in that way. Um, but other than that, good class. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just an offensive tackle, a five-star status would have been um, highly desirable uh, to go along with the quarterback and also maybe a, a five-star defensive tackle to go in there. But I'm not mad at what Kelby Collins looked like this past week. Um, he, he looks physically, man, watching him on camera do the, the MVP thing after the game, he physically looks like mm-hmm. uh, those guys you see on Bama team. Like, bro, this is a grown man. So uh, getting guys like that, too, in the trenches were big. Um, so size-wise, I thought we, we closed uh, the gap as well. It's just so many times we went to the SEC championship game we got on the field we looked smaller than, than the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just just small incremental gaps that we closed, but uh, still got a long way to go.
1: I do uh, want to give um, his credit. Uh, Corey just mentioned it Kelby Collins uh, four star defensive lineman uh, from Alabama. I did win the uh, win the MVP for the under Armor. Uh, All-American game. Uh, he joins quarterback Graham Mertz uh, as the other MVP of that game uh, on the Florida Gators roster. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts? Um, what a take. Yeah, I had, though, Nick. While you're getting your thoughts together, two of the last five MVPs of that game are on the Gators mm-hmm. roster going into the spring.
0: Dan went deep in his back for that one. Where'd you get that yeah, yeah. from? You seen it on Twitter or something? Where'd you I get saw that back? I saw
1: it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have a. Uh, a, a photographic memory of Under Armour All-American uh, game MVPs, but it is nice. <laughs> Graham Mertz and Kelly Collins. Two of the last five.
2: Ah, there you go. You you, you, you call it to Georgia in, in
1: one recruiting class. I mean, we're talking about closing the gap here on town. Uh, what we're what doing, gap? Hey, Gap's closed. Yeah. Gap is closed. Um, um, like, What's Georgia going to do to catch up to us, right?
2: Yeah. I think um, I think everything Corey said was right. Um, I, I you know starting with Will Norman, he was a uh, just a monster down there mm-hmm. um, all week in practice. Um, you know, getting those guys. I think Rod Kearney. Um, I've talked to a couple <laughs> people because uh, I didn't know too too much about Rod Kearney. And then uh, Napier said he thought he had some of the best offensive line film in the country. And talked to a couple coaches, and they were like, "Yeah, he, he's really good." So excited to see him. Um, I think he did a really good job at receiver and defensive back. Yeah, there's some glaring holes that are still sitting here. You know uh, you look at the portal and you've gotten two defensive linemen. I think that helps. Um, you get a linebacker, uh, two linebackers now do Spurlock. Um, I, I just don't know that you've, you've filled those positions the best you can. Like at the time now you've, you've done, you've gotten the best available. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you, you probably missed on some guys throughout the, uh, throughout the cycle. Um, but I think there's a ton, of, a ton to like about this class. Um, so good start. Uh, I think they're done, and uh, it'll be interesting because I, I keep thinking, you know, there's there's still so many holes. But then you got to think, okay, so Ricky Pearsall showed up right before spring. Like, there's going to be another transfer portal window. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's still some um, I th- I, uh, still some needs to be addressed uh, on this team. For sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Roger Kearney. Uh, Andrew Ivans ranked him as the best run blocker at the Under Armour All-American game uh, as his uh, one of his 2023 offensive superlatives uh, for that game. As we always say at the Roll-Up Network, always trust uh, Atkins evals. Always <laughs> have to do it. Check All it. right. So, uh, any other uh, my final thoughts? Um, I think you guys both hit the uh, the nail on the head. I think that Florida, right now, from a from an overall class perspective, I think that not only is it a a very solid class in terms of blue chip players, uh, they were able to hopefully hopefully all of them look on track to qualify. You have a large number of them that moved into campus the last few days now. So hopefully little attrition, you know, I know a lot of those, you know, those recruiting classes that people like to compare, you know, to Dan Mullen's time here were um, a bit uh, propped up by some, some guys that probably weren't ever going to make it on the campus. I think there was one year where five or six of the guys in, in 2017 or 2018 didn't make it on the campus. So that was a big Mississippi state, big Mississippi state vibes. Everything big. State vibes. So uh, we need to continue to close the gap. Uh, I think right now, if you look at On Three's rankings, Florida sits at number ten uh, overall. Yes, their class average is higher. I think they're number three or number four if you look at it that way. Uh, but ultimately, you know, this has to be your your floor. Uh, you have to move up to you know, top five to be able to compete. Um, You can be number 10 and you can say, hey, you still beat or or stronger than 120 other schools. That's great. Uh, But at 10th and you sit fourth or fifth or sixth in the SEC, um, you know, that that's just a really challenging year over year uh, push. So Florida is going to get to continue to get better, continue to bring in good talent uh, and continue to, to try to push to win those big battles. So um, I don't doubt, you know, that that Billy Napier and this staff are going to continue to grow from relationships and be able to close that gap a bit. You've know, already seen it for next year's class with the addition of DJ Lagway, you know, a couple of the guys that you're starting that class with, but now it's a matter of, you know, no longer being 10th and it's now being top five and top three uh, in top two and one. So uh, that's where Florida sits right now. Uh, I think we all expected a little bit higher. We all wanted a little bit higher. But I think if you look at the class top to bottom, we're all pretty satisfied, uh, just knowing that we're missing those final couple of pieces. So
2: shout um, out to Lagway. He committed to the uh, Adidas game. I think, is that, is that what they're calling it now? The one in San Antonio? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they're just calling it the All American Bowl, yeah, Bowl. The All American Bowl, whatever the it is. Bowl. Yeah, the former Army All American Bowl. But I hope
0: that he was a uh, Caden Jones uh, commitment and, and and into the on the scene of that um, great chemistry that they got amongst the recruits and the guys that's heading the campus man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Gators did have ten players or nine players, pardon me, in the Under Armour All American game, and they ended up with two uh, in the All American game, uh, All American Bowl. Uh, so congratulations to all of those guys. D whip and-
0: uh, I'm sorry Trayon yeah. Webb Trayon Webb hit Peter in in his All-Star game so shout yep. out to that
1: So I'm sorry there was three three guys uh in that game Trayon Webb what Ro- Roger no I'm sorry it was it's two Yeah it was two Caden Jones and and Trayon Webb uh so congratulations to those two uh Trayon Webb with the touchdown uh you know Ultimately, you guys put out, had a great showing, uh, and, and very excited about this new crop of gators. So uh, with that being said, we did have some transfer portal news as well. Let's get into that. But before we get into uh, who's coming to campus and who left campus and where their homes are, uh, let's give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel is actually sponsoring our buddy Ben Chase on his final game today. Uh, he is heading out to the national championship game. He was at the Division II National Championship game in Texas on Sunday. Uh, will be in um, Southern California for this game. So shout out to Homefield Apparel uh, for sponsoring Ben. Uh, and also give a look at homefieldapparel.com. He's promo code STADIUM. And Gail, all one word, get 15% off of your order. Best vintage T-shirts on the market right now. You can't go wrong for the University of Florida or about 80 different schools. They're about to launch a whole new line of schools over the next couple of weeks um, and months. So go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code STADIUM and Gale at checkout. Before we get into the addition uh, that the Gators got over the last couple of days, uh, former uh, safety uh, Trevez Johnson, uh, or defensive back, has announced that he is going to be transferring to uh, the University of Missouri football program. So best of luck to him. Juan Black uh, has announced that he will be transferring to Temple. Yusuf Mugerville has announced that he is committed to Deion Sanders in the Colorado Buffalo. And Trent Whittemore has announced that he is going to head to UCF. Uh, they are still waiting on homes for David Reese, Dejan Reynolds. I was shot with
0: Trent. Real yeah. quick. I was shot with Trent Whittemore. I thought he was heading out to, to, to Lane Train or, or Mississippi somewhere for sure. Mm-hmm. But – um. It's still so much fluid stuff going on in college football. So he probably, I think it's a good spot for Trent.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I think in,
2: so and, and for someone like him, like, hey, I, you might be looking for a spot where you can go and play. Like, if, right. if Mississippi State's got a guy there and they're like, hey, you got to compete. It's like, hey, listen, man, I've been in college for four years. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've already got a grad, I'm, I'm working on a graduate degree. Like, I just need to play ball, get some tape, and then try to go to the league. I right. Think somewhere I can go and play right away
1: um let's see here uh where, where's that um pardon me uh so the gators uh former gators that have not yet found a home david reese Dejan reynolds chris thomas naquan wright and jordan young it does seem uh we are narrowing in on that uh i think we've got nine days left uh before nine. they can um before the transfer Eight, portal window is closed. Oh, and Ethan White. My apologies. Yep, Ethan White. Um, um, I wouldn't be
2: surprised to see Ethan White and Jordan Young uh, follow Michael Tarquin out west. Um, As into
1: USC or just in general out SC,
2: west? USC okay. um, And um, Day Day, Dejon Reynolds, come back, my guy. <laughs> Florida can use you uh, back at receiver next year. Um, hasn't found a place yet, I thought. Um, I think he's originally from Illinois, then moved to Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he might you know, try to go somewhere back up Big Ten, but still hanging out there. You got a home back here.
1: So let me, let me ask you, right, Silk, we'll start with you. Naquan Wright still doesn't have a home. Gators in need of a running back. Obviously, I don't necessarily think that this has been the greatest marriage thus far. Naquan Wright goes in the last year as a starter. Now, he definitively will not be the starter this year. And, and you're looking for somebody that will be at probably at best the third, you know, third place running back and maybe at worst fourth place running back. Uh, Naquan Wright's options appear to be limited, although we don't 100 percent know. Um, if you're the Gators, do you, you try to figure out a way to, to maybe keep him around for the spring and see if there's an opportunity?
0: if i if i'm trying that i don't know I, I i've in my mindset i would go after lorenzo linger in that facet if if i'm going for a third back it wouldn't be nake one in my mind mm-hmm. um just just from some things you know outside yeah. of football or whatever um so i do think we got two possibilities if we can't find a third back with, with either either one of those guys um did Lorenzo Linger choose? Yeah. so he Akron. On Akron. Akron. Yeah, he's an Akron. I'm surprised he's somewhere in Nacorn's night. I don't know if Nacorn's being picky or what, but, um, yeah, I think that's interesting. I wouldn't mind going back with, uh now that, now that I realize Lorenzo's off the uh, table, yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing him back uh, as a third back mm-hmm. uh, if he don't have options, you know? I, I don't, I don't know, bro. Uh, it's gonna be because it's just gonna be flat out tough for us to get a running back, even in the portal, because of the guys we got. But it's hard, hard, harder,
2: in the portal than than you know. You could find um, who's that kid down at Norland. Um, I like him. I think he's only like a three star right now. But there's a. Uh,
1: uh, are you talking about Javen Simpkins?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think Florida has a better shot of getting. Um uh, a, a running back that's still in high school because Montrell Johnson's gone. Like running backs don't need to stay for four years. You're trying to right. get to your second NFL contract. So to get a, a guy from the portal, you're coming in, and you're like, hey, we have two guys that almost ran for a thousand yards. Um, you can come in and compete with them, and that doesn't seem appealing to me if I'm you know a redshirt junior looking to go get some reps and, and some tape. If I'm a freshman, okay, that's that's no problem. Like one year, one of the guys is gone. And then they only have two in front of me. And one of them is, you know, in, in the same class as me. So I can compete with that. So I think if Florida's trying to get a fourth scholarship running back, I think their best uh, their best opportunity for that would be high school. And I, I don't think Naquan's coming back. Naquan's trying to go and play. He's not, you know, mm-hmm. coming back. I, uh, and
1: I guess my question is, and, you know, we, we only have a nine more days, right? Ten more days until that, that window is closed. And I don't know if I've even heard him visit. I mean, I know that there was a potential Louisville offer about a month ago. Uh, I don't know where you know that currently sits, and and I don't know if a you know a guy like him sees an opportunity that doesn't exist somewhere else, and, and say, hey, maybe my only opportunity is something like being a third string running back at UF. I mean, I don't know if a guy like him says, "Hey, I'm going to do that," or or do you try to drop you know down, or do you take yourself out of the portal and then re-enter uh, in May? I, I don't know, but I do think that when we talk about where Florida's issues are, needing a running back, I mean, you have a, a, a good 2024 running back coming in that you're going to probably probably have a class of two there. You have Trayon Webb, you have ETN, and then you have you know Johnson. Um, you you need somebody for a, at least a small shot, stopgap. You know, I don't. I don't know if you try to kick the tires with with Naquan, but I mean, options pretty seem to be pretty limited. So, definitely an interesting little uh, at receiver. Situation.
0: I think it's a lot of options, bro. There's so many talented, productive <laughs> guys out of there. And I think I miss the thing at receiver is speed uh, and also like uh, uh, maturity, with speed. I think we got we got some young killers coming in here that's going to you know be able to. Blow the doors off with some defenses, but uh we need some, some older guys with some speed that can separate to help Mertz out because gonna need some help, you know, uh, as we already know. So
1: <laughs> do you think that there's a chance that the that any of these guys that are in the portal now could end up back on, on Florida's roster?
0: Uh um... Only one I would want back on right now is Ethan, right? Um, yeah. Rest of those guys I'm, I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, I don't think Ethan's coming back. I think the only
2: one maybe would be Dejan, but yeah, I don't think so.
1: Hmm. Uh, interesting situation. Um, Gators do get a linebacker transfer from Michigan. Do Spurlock. Um former, what a name,
0: dog.
1: What a name. Um, former three star out of um out of high school, six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, your mama
0: know you're gonna be a running back or a linebacker when she named you dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She knows what's up, man.
1: She does, she does. Um so red shirt freshman uh hasn't spent uh much time on the field in 2022. I had a couple tackles, I guess, against Hawaii, uh, but ultimately we'll be in uh, the mix for a starting role with Shamar James, uh, Taraja Mitchell, and Derek Wingo. Um, so someone so, so was when I mentioned. So I was like, what, what, I, I talked
2: to a couple of Michigan writers. Like, what are they getting induced? And someone was like, you're getting three tackles. I'm like, there's a true freshman on a playoff team. Like what, <laughs>
0: right, what, what, right. what, was, he,
2: what was he supposed to, what was he supposed to do?
0: Yeah, that's this guy. You know, he's talented, right? Because you know, he's at, at at uh Michigan. But if you look at his high, he's young enough to look at his high school tape. Um, kid play even some receiver. The last linebacker I think we had a receiver that played some receiving high school is probably John Bostick, mm-hmm. uh, a true linebacker. Um, like he's he's true to fit. He's not some guy you're going to be experiment some tweener. I think it's a good, good get. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're getting these, these other programs. There's other programs that wanted uh, Spurlock. These SEC programs are getting practice film to look at, to evaluate. They're not just guessing and looking at high school film like us. So they see something. Um, but just from just looking at size, tape, measurables, um, it's just something we uh, need. He's I think he's going to get some a lot of action this year by default, but I think we got a football player, Brad, that, that's going to get his nose in, in, in the middle of shit and get busy.
1: Yeah, obviously very athletic kid. Um, Excited to see what can come of him. Uh, You know, Florida's issue, and when we've talked a lot about it, you know, so far over the last number of years, not just this year, uh, has been – I'm
0: sorry.
1: No, you're good, man. I mean, Florida's inability to recruit linebacker over the last number of years puts Florida in a position where – you have to go get a guy like Deuce Spurlock because that's what's available. Uh, you know, you want to be able to develop and hope that you can, you know, get these kids in high school and, you know, then use the transfer portal to to find maybe one or two missing pieces. Florida's going to have to rebuild its linebacking room because they haven't been able to recruit it well in the last five years, six years. Um, you know, so I like Deuce. I think that he's athletic. I think that he's a talented player. I don't think that he's, uh, you know, going to be an incredible linebacker. I don't think that he's going to, you know, completely change the game, but Florida right now needs bodies. Right. And I think that, you know, he's got that, you know, in the, you know, I think you could do worse, but I mean, my bigger issue is you have a lot of talent over the last number of years that has left from the linebacker position and Florida's just not recruiting well at that position at all. And it's, and it's kind of scary to think about. Um, you
0: haven't been getting true linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just 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 look at it. Shamar James is probably one of the few, but we've been getting the Derek Wingos, the one Blacks. No, mm-hmm. uh, no, no slight to these guys, but also Amari uh, Bernie. None of these mm-hmm. guys played linebacker in high school. They're not true linebackers. They were athletic guys that tweeners that we was trying to make linebackers. Um, I don't think Spurlock is going to be uh, Brandon Spikes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a true mm-hmm. linebacker that could play in the SEC.
1: He does seem to have a better skill set at linebacker than than folks that we've recruited with in the past. So Jeez. you know, again, I hope that he is a um, you know able to to put it all together. I mean, he was recruited higher than his you know three stars um, were out of you know out of high school. So I'm excited to see where he goes. You know, Florida desperately needed linebackers. They go, they get him, and they get Mitchell, a guy from Michigan, and a guy from Ohio State. So those are the kind of schools that you want to get talent from. Uh, but you know, again, <laughs> yeah, like
0: three tackles. <laughs>
1: but I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously and hopefully optimistic for Deuce we'll for to, the we'll name like see him this in the
0: spring, man. Um, right. like I, from an athletic standpoint, the size wise, uh, he fits the bill. Um, we'll see what what, what we got spring football because we're a running football team, so you know, we'll, we'll get to see very early what we got.
1: Absolutely.
0: But just from looking at the tape, you know, a guy that can run around. He can fly around. He's he's he's, he's got speed and athleticism to get from sideline to sideline in and, and true size at linebacker. Um I don't know how experienced he is at linebacker, but um on the tape right here, you can already see what's up. But. yeah, played a lot of outside linebacker
1: and safety in high school. Uh so again, you know, we'll see he's being you know coached by Jay Bateman and now Um, You know, hopefully an opportunity for him to come in in and in a fresh, you know, fresh outlook. Um, You know, I wouldn't I'm curious to actually watch Michigan uh, with with Harbaugh potentially going to the NFL seemingly every year. I know he's interviewing for the Broncos right now. What that could potentially look like from a talent out perspective, maybe, you know, if he were to leave now or if he were to leave You know, in the next couple of weeks, what what a may transfer outside of uh, Michigan might look like, depending on who they uh, who they lose. Um, Is he a redshirt freshman? Yeah, so he will have three years left.
0: So he's coming. He's going to be a redshirt freshman. He get here or he a redshirt freshman now? I think he's a
1: redshirt freshman now, and but he he still has COVID. He was no,
2: he was a true freshman last year.
0: True freshman. So, so he, comes, he
2: play, only played in two games. So he he can redshirt. He will be a redshirt freshman. He'll have four years of eligibility here.
0: Okay. So essentially you missed in the recruiting cycle. You missed on, you whiffed a lot at the linebacker position. So you you get a guy that's been in college football program for a year that still has four years to play.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. Nick Nick is right. Thanks, Nick. So we will see he was ranked as the 1033rd uh, overall player in the class of 2022. Um they had him listed as an athlete. So um I like I don't think
2: we're hyping this kid. I think that, yeah, yeah. I think we're hyping him like you need to realize like what the roster looks like um i think and you're I hyping
1: think, to an alternative of a vacant spot right i mean this kid is,
2: <laughs> if you don't like him if you don't like him then you're gonna have a tough time like swallowing the pill that is this kid will have a chance to come in and, and, it's like, and, and <laughs> like, like a job we just like, say so like it, what it yeah. is like so, no so if you think if you think this kid sucks that the team's gonna win 10 games next year, then you need to figure out something because this could be a
0: starting, a starting <laughs> linebacker on your team.
1: This is a kid that is going to get a lot of playing time next year.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. Like yeah. I don't expect him to be Brandon spikes, but I expect him to get a lot of playing time. Um, and I do the things I do like about him, you know. Uh I would I would prefer the kid that we're getting not to be a thousand ranked uh, <laughs> linebacker last year. Yeah. Uh, but the, the traits I do like about him, he's he's a true to fit linebacker and can get sideline to yeah. sideline. We'll see how Bateman and how he fits into uh, the defense, man. Um,
1: yeah. So he's going to join Graham Mertz uh, from Wisconsin, defensive lineman Caleb Banks from Louisville, Cameron Jackson from Memphis, uh, and to Roger Mitchell from Ohio State as the five players that have pardon me, thus far transferred. He held offers from Auburn, Mississippi State, Washington State, and Boston College as well. Um, Deuced. did. Uh, so Florida also had a uh, visit weekend as a whole. Uh, he was in town. Um, I know that the Gators uh, also hosted Miami offensive lineman uh, transfer, uh, who is going to be announcing. I'm just pulling up the time here. Uh, John Campbell, he's going to be announcing at seven o'clock tonight on Monday. Uh, so if you're listening to this live in a few hours, he will be announcing his, um, his commitment. But, uh, if you're listening on Tuesday morning, uh, this conversation may, uh, not matter, or it may mean the world who knows, depending on, uh, on what happens. But, uh, I think a lot of people, are uh, tight-lipped about where John Campbell is going to go. He is looking at uh, Tennessee as well as Florida, uh, and I believe Florida State as well. Uh, any thoughts on John Campbell before uh, before his commitment today?
0: My thoughts are, man, y'all boys been out of high school too long. Just enroll where y'all going. That's what is <laughs> <laughs> like. All the tops and all this, man. Like, what we got going on, bruh? You, you 33. I'm just playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Deff, he got. I think mean, he got two years to play, right? Yeah. So just, you know, just Deff, bro. Uh, I wouldn't be excited if he's a starting tackle for me. Uh, I think he's okay at pass pro. Uh, could Rob Sell and Stapleton make him a better offensive line? I mean, maybe. Um, but he's a guy that's looking for a, a, a starting spot as well. Uh, but so he's wherever he's going, he's looking to start. Um, uh, Zion. They're expecting him to come back from Miami, so mm-hmm. he would he would be losing this, the starting gig he had there. So he's looking for a solidified spot. We'll see where we at with it. I wouldn't mind having him if I had another tackle to, to compete with and, and possibly be a starter. And maybe second year, you get John Campbell after he's been developed a year. But we'll see. We need bodies, bro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he's a, he's a starter. And he, clearly, Tennessee, Florida State, and others are recruiting him. So he's a coveted body. Yeah. I know it
1: seems like the hype is maybe around Tennessee right now for John Campbell. I mean, I don't, I don't know one way or another. I mean, if Florida needs help on the offensive line, uh, just from a depth perspective and experience perspective, you are losing force, you know, of your starters off that offensive line. I think it's going to look completely different. I don't think that John Campbell is going to change the world, um, but I also don't think that you need to go in and just. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm confused right now on, on what he's <laughs> got going on in the, in the transfer port. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, the other name that was on, in town is Micah uh, Maskua. Uh, I believe is how you said he's the Baylor offensive tackle. I'm a little bit higher on him uh, just as a player, uh, but I don't know if – what Florida's chances are are getting uh, in, um, you know, in getting him. I know that he looked at Auburn as well as a few other schools, uh, but uh, that would be – he's going to announce on Tuesday at 8 p.m. I I, I think if you don't get John Campbell, you have to get Micah. If you don't get John or Micah, I don't know. No, they got to
0: get – they need offensive linemen, and uh, we need to talk – I mean, we can have a conversation about that after this, but, like, Ooh. how many offensive linemen in the you just need to be able to conduct the spring ball or spring <laughs> uh, camp, right? So they got to get offensive linemen to be able to just run camp and do things. And linebacker, safety, some of these positions, even running back, you you need some more bodies um, for camp. Hey, if you're a, a student at Florida and you're over six foot,
2: over 250, uh they might have walk-on tryouts because uh bodies will be light in the offensive lining room. You got four tackles.
1: Yeah. Um I I know four, that... four scholarship offensive tackles.
2: So yeah, like earlier silk, you were saying like dan's classes, you were just taking kids to take kids. Like at tackle, you're at a spot like, hey, just bring in warm bodies.
1: Yeah. We um, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. Brandon, you, you said it, um, I was looking this up. So I apologize. I missed this when you, when you posted a few minutes ago, um, Mike in Nebraska with rule originally recruited him to Baylor, certainly a possibility. Matt rule, former Baylor coach uh, who left to go to the uh, Carolina Panthers is now with Nebraska. I know he visited Nebraska as well. So Florida could certainly go 0 for two here. I know both of these guys are pretty tight lit. Uh, so again, you know we'll we'll take that information as you will and we will watch um uh we'll watch over the next two days at seven and eight o'clock respectively but List brings in a bigger uh, question, and and I think that we're going to have a good topic uh, of conversation. Uh, So let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall, uh, alumnihall.com or visit them on Archer Road. If you are looking for the best in Florida Gators apparel, accessories, uh, tailgating supplies, whatever it might be, whatever you need, they likely have. Go visit alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road. Uh, all right, guys. So let's let's talk a little bit about the transfer portal. Gators lose 22 players to the transfer portal. You bring in a class of 21 right now. It uh, looks like all of those guys are going to come on. You don't graduate a lot of people, especially with COVID and the way that the transfer portal is working and everything else because of that year. And it does seem like a lot more players are transferring out than it seems like are transferring in. And I, I do want to say that there is like there is a massive math equation. That I think that a lot of people are missing just because 22 players transferred <laughs> out doesn't right. mean that there's 22 available spots open. I think right now, Nick, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Florida has six openings right now.
2: Yeah, but that's
1: give or take right No, I'm just that's again, a
2: fake I, number, but yeah, there are seven. I have, them, I have them at 79.
1: So, okay. So if you have to be at 85, obviously that's not till next year and everything else, but you want to be at 85. Uh, so that means that there's six spots right now. I look at this, and I look at Florida's issues. They've had a lot of starters. No, pardon me. They've had a, a number of starters in key positions transfer out over the last few weeks. You have some big kind of glaring holes that you need still. You know, at at tight end, offensive line, defensive tackle, linebacker, potentially somewhat in the safety room, um, whatever it might be do you guys see in the talent that you think is coming in and the talent that left as a net positive and net negative, because we talk about closing the gap, you know, with a Georgia, with an Alabama, do you think that Florida is getting closer to closing that gap when you look at the whole big picture of everything and not just recruiting, but you have people leaving, you have Gervon Dexter leaving, you have Anthony Richardson leaving, you have a lot of transfers leaving. How do you guys see where Florida's at right now in the talent acquisition business?
0: But then they gotta uh they gotta figure out I mean, you got six spots, so they gotta be um just if you got five, six spots uh, left as far as like roster spots, those guys, then they might gotta be starters. So you gotta be a little bit uh strategic. You can't just damn you damn sure can't just pick up warm bodies when all you can get is five or six guys, with what we got, right? Uh every guy you got you trying to get at this point need to contribute, probably. Um, which is probably the expectations of everybody that we brought in so far. So, uh, it's just, you know, just that number hit me. Uh, knowing that we got five or six spots just makes you look at everything a little bit uh, differently. Uh, but I think uh, the recruiting class, we spoke about that, what we, what they brought in, um, and everything's big picture-wise. Uh, this year, what we lost in the portal, we lost some gems in the draft. Uh, with with mm-hmm. on leaving early, Anthony Richardson leaving early. Um, so, we lost some guys in the draft, but in the portal – the biggest loss is going to be in the trenches, and we're going to see if we can replace the offensive lineman with Michael Tarquin and uh Ethan White. Outside of that, I'm just not missing any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen what these guys can contribute. Uh, and maybe they could figure it out at other programs, but uh, we've seen with two different staffs, uh, the big exit in the DB room. I don't I just wasn't high on on, on most of those yeah. guys, you know. It's time for, and I'd rather see. We we beg for the freshmen all year when these older guys we seen from the Mullen area was era was getting cooked and barbecued all season. We always say, "Let's just play the freshmen." Well, that's what it is now. Now it's time to play the young people. Y'all been crying and and asking for. (laughs) Uh, We get to see the Kamari Wilsons and everybody else play some ball, Um, and we just got to plug in the 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 unexpected exits that's what you really got to plug in. Some of these guys we knew were going to leave, but the unexpected exits are the, are the ones we got to replace. And they got this window in the next window to get starters. Cause all five or six of those spots that's left got to be guys. that's going to contribute uh, and start. So they got this opportunity and next opportunity. We'll see what's up.
2: Yeah. Um, that I feel like a position by, uh, position room by position room breakdown, um, mm-hmm. And it uh, it it made me feel like last year was almost like year zero. Like this year coming up is going to be year one. Like uh, fans are tired of me saying like you need to be patient. And I get it. Uh, you' you're t- it's been it's been ten years and three coaches. I get it. Um, but like Four this coaches. is not. Sorry, this is uh this is not a team. I wasn't that's patient built. with any of them though. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But, <laughs> that's that's the thing. But, but like this team, as it's assembled, is not going to compete for an SEC championship next year. Like, no, no. so you have to reset your expectations as you're not that team. You're not. You haven't closed the gap with Georgia, and especially not after uh, you know uh, one class and then a bump class. It, Kirby's been there building number one class after number one class after number one class. Like they have a machine mm. rolling right now. You're not that. Florida's not yeah. that. Uh, it's gonna they're not that guy, three- pal. You're not that guy, pal. And it's going to take two, three years of getting um, impact players in the transfer portal. Um, you know, like John Grenard was an impact player. Ricky pierce mm-hmm. was an impact player. Osiris Torrance, impact. Montrell Johnson, impact. You, you're going to have to get those guys to make your team better. I don't think they got those guys in the portal this class, those impact players. But, you know, how many of us would have said Osiris Torrance was going to be an All-American when when he came over? So maybe I'm wrong about that yeah but I, but I don't think you've got those guys that are gonna impact you to get you to 910 wins next year. Um, maybe something crazy happens in the second portal window, but uh, this is a this is a long rebuild I think.
1: Yeah, no I think that that's my, my, my biggest question is I don't know how much closer Florida is now than they were um, two months ago. Right. So we're in the almost middle of January. If you look back two months ago, uh, you look at those that are leaving, those that have joined, those that have left uh, since that time and those that have uh, decided to come on board during the transfer window. When you look at the talent acquisition business and everything that gets talked about, you know, about what the Florida Gators are doing, how much better is Florida now than they were two months ago from a talent on the roster perspective. I, I think you can say there's there's definitely some improvements in some areas based on talent and, you know, the excitement about some of the guys that are there, you know, your Kelby Collins, your Jakeem Jacksons, your Eugene uh, Wilson, your Aiden Miles, those kind of folks, right? There's a lot of excitement about those guys, you know, but when you look about some of the players that transferred out, you look at some of the depth that transferred out, you look at some of the pieces that are coming in I just don't know how much closer Florida is now uh, as a whole to even the next team up the road. at all. Yeah.
0: You're you're about three years away from competing, really. When these freshmen that that we just got, the recruiting class that we just got, the guys that just early enrolled, uh, when these guys are are sophomores, maybe juniors, Mm -hmm. you you start talking about, you know what I'm saying, Um, seeing seeing some uh, gap closing because then they got – three recruiting class of this this uh quality of player, then closing the gap. But that's I don't I don't see the position that we're in. Um the way we're recruiting. Uh we're not gonna do any of this uh big NIL or and uh, I'm sorry uh transfer portal. I keep mixing the two up sometimes mm-hmm. they're like one and two. But um we're not gonna do these big transfer portal moves. It don't seem at least not for this year. And some of these teams are doing that because they're buying in uh, for what they got on the roster. And to look at our roster, we're in just a different phase. I don't know uh, from an NIF perspective if, if the investment is worth trying to make a run at a bunch of talent with what we got on campus right now. But some other programs are doing that because they have uh, senior quarterbacks that are coming back with a lot of hype, and, and they're trying to make uh, a, a run at uh, – <laughs> At, at nothing really because they're not gonna do anything <laughs> special. But I get what it what, what Florida State programs like that are trying to do. We're not gonna do that right now. So you're looking at um, like two three years away from competing against okay. with Georgia, and that's gonna mm-hmm. take some some so a lot of the recruiting class we just saw this year. You need two more of those uh, quality closing the gap size, speed, and talent wise. Because um, that's the only gap. It's it's, it's different gaps too. Like Depth chart gap, yeah, you like three, four, maybe five years away from catching Georgia, bro, or or most of the teams in the top ten of, of college football. To be real with you, man, our, our depth chart is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you, and you need one of the two quarterbacks to to hit to
2: pan out, Brachato or Lagway. You need one of them to be or Merce. to be him, to be him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I said, uh, you need <laughs> Lagway. Uh, <laughs> you will put some respect right. on you're, Under armor all Americans. Yeah, I mean, you're right, you're right. Down quarterbacks change so much in football, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, as we see with the Jags and, and, and any any football team, that quarterback play just changes everything. To. So, uh, once you start recruiting a uh, top tier quarterbacks in every class, if we keep getting these five star quarterbacks every cycle, eventually we're gonna hit one. One of them gonna be generational, one of them gonna change something, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm gonna spark. Right. So, like, long as we're recruiting like that, the quarterback position, um, and, and eventually we hopefully the offense tackle other positions follow up. But or like Kirby, we, you'll get a five
2: star every year, and then the three star who transferred to JUCO and then came back will lead you to back to back national champions. Yeah,
0: way, but what's when, nice about that, that is with skills, just... good luck will happen. Nick,
2: yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys around him.
1: Yeah, so. I... I'm curious to see. There's still, you know, a number of days. I still don't think the transfer window is completely closed. I think that there's still going to be some movement between now and when it does close at the end of next week. I just, as you start to piece things together, and I didn't want to speak too early just because there there still is time in the transfer portal window. And the roster is not done yet, right? The roster for next year won't be done. They Until gotta hit a August I- next year. Six starters. I, right. In my
0: mind, I think they gotta be a little precise on who they bringing in here, uh, especially when so we hard, need safeties.
1: I mean, it is um, so hard because the transfer portal for the most part, like, unless you're talking about guys that are transferring like up a division, you know, or you know, from FCS to FBS, right? There's not a lot of bona fide starters unless there's maybe a you know a coaching change that's going from one to another. So at best you're hoping for what maybe a 50% hit rate in the transfer portal, like is probably a pretty good number. You know, if you can hit on 50% of the guys, you're doing pretty good, but still, I mean, that's, I I just, I just don't know. I think that Florida is a little bit weaker next year um, as a roster going into the season. I think next year could be a very rough year. Um, I think that if you continue to recruit this well and and continue to bring in talent, it's going to get better, but I do worry about if the talent acquisition experience doesn't get a little bit stronger. Um, you know, that that Florida and Billy Napier and this staff could be in a, a tough position going into year three.
0: Yeah, they gotta get some tampering going on, man. I'm here I for tamper it. harder,
1: baby. Tamper harder.
0: They gotta tamper harder. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we get tamper. We'll see. We got we got one more bowl game national championship tonight. Uh mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tune in because uh I got better things to do with my life than watch uh, the, that yeah, that red yeah, and black horn, program.
2: Not nah, nah, horn frogging up. no, nah, no. Nah,
0: nah, if, if they jump up three scores, y'all text me. Tell All you right. Other than that, I'm, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna catch up on some cable television.
1: Uh, speaking of cable television, you guys watching? Have you guys watched the Lotus? That's oh, deal,
0: love it. Beyonce, man. Oh, Beyonce. man,
1: Silk, you are, Nick, you have got to watch it, Silk. Oh, oh. I love it, man. That's a fantastic show. I ran through
0: both seasons, man, in like two weeks, bro.
1: I'll be honest with you. We, Brooke and I didn't know much about it. The only thing that we knew when we went to Hawaii, they were like, Oh, the first season of white Lotus was filmed at the hotel next to where we were staying. And I had heard some good things. I didn't even know what the premise of the show was. And so we're on HBO. I said, well, let's, let's start watching. So we had no idea for the first episode or two, really what we were getting ourselves into. We then binged the rest of that season and then season two and, I don't know, about four days, maybe three days. Uh fantastic show. And then we just finished watching uh, Kaleidoscope, which is a, a, a oh. very interesting show. I'm what's,
0: I'm starting uh, that what tonight. what's
2: what's been your order, Dan?
1: I you know, I, I don't know what or we just did whatever Netflix order was. Um so I, I know I I know sure it changes for
2: everybody, but so I was I thought you were supposed to just like randomly go and, and pick.
1: Well, um, so Netflix so will randomly could. do it as well.
2: Yeah. So I, I did what you did. So I went green, yellow, blue, violet. I'm I'm for it
1: all right It's a that's a hell of a show if you guys haven't seen kaleidoscope it is a show uh, about a bank heist uh, and there are i don't know we're going to say probably 10 main characters uh, in each episode takes place at a different time from 25 years uh, in the past all the way up to six months in the future of when this bank heist happens you can watch the show in any order and watching it in whatever order you do watch kind of changes your perception of 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 what you think of the the heist and, and kind of the the happenings of it, but uh, fantastic show as well.
0: Shout out, to White Lotus is raw, man. I like that, man. It's uh, at a resort each season, different resort, a lot of different families, a lot of different dynamics and storylines between each family, couples, all that, man. But um dope 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 tv series check it out if you haven't
1: very good show i know that they're looking to do a third one uh maybe based on eastern religion so that would be cool um all right gentlemen any final thoughts on the transfer uh portal we've got a couple more days an announcement tonight at at seven this is monday uh, an announcement on tuesday night uh that you guys might want to stay tuned to but anything else uh before we close out the show today
0: what uh, do I have transport? Uh, transfer portal wise, we got a couple decisions on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, close out. What's is is anything drop ad? Are we done before the done date? Is what I want to ask you guys.
1: Oh, um, I think I got. Let me. The see. The official date
0: is the the fifteenth. But where are we at? Are Are we on that same page academic wise? Ad drop type vibes. Like where are we at with it? Let me pull that up
1: right now. Drop ad for it's spring today was
0: the first day of class
2: um there's a couple guys that haven't gotten to campus yet the 13th
1: um, so you have four days is the end of yeah. job ad
2: um two guys um i thought dijon reynolds was going to early enroll he's going to be here in the summer now um dijon johnson hmm so they have Reynolds, Jesus. I was I talking about Dejon Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Dijon Reynolds, Johnson Reynolds
0: paid you to hype him up on the show today.
2: <laughs> That's my NIL deal.
0: Yeah, sure. Nil, um, bro. You got a secret sponsorship. Um uh
2: Dijon Johnson will be here in the summer. Um Jaden Rashada and Will um Norman. Will Norman were not uh did not get in Sunday. I think they were they're both expected to be here at some point this week, though.
1: Yeah, because Jane Rashada, the article that I read, and and there's a really good uh, article by G. Allen Taylor from The Athletic uh, that talks about the Jane Rashada recruitment and everything else. So it clears up some speculation uh, as well that the timeline had, but I would take a look at that. Uh, But I think he was going to be – I know that he had already packed up and moved his stuff, so maybe he's spending some additional time in Orlando uh, before heading up to Gainesville.
0: I so. do want to tap in with Neil Blackman in the basketball, man. We got to talk some mm. basketball. It's been just yep. a little weird with the basketball. But a
1: big win over Mike White, first SEC win for Todd yeah. Golden and the Gators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike
0: caught these hands.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 11 yeah. the like battle of the Box scoring title. drought,
0: man. It's like who could have the longest scoring drought?
2: <laughs> feels um, like the last man. seven
0: years. <laughs>
1: Yeah. They, uh, I, I want to tap era. in with some
0: basketball talk though. We got to bring in our uh, a couple of different guys that we yeah, got. Let's let's bring
1: in about. Eric. Let's bring in Neil. Um, right. Let's talk a little bit about this basketball team. Uh, so we'll do that over the next couple of weeks. And just so you guys know, uh, we're going to be back in our bag interviewing uh, some former Gator greats over the next few months as well. We're getting to that point in time where we're going to be shifting some of the content away from just football uh, all the time. So, um, if, and before you, we close out today, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. Uh, please For subscribe. Sure. We are doing this on Monday uh, afternoons each and every week. Um, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other platforms as well. And uh, please visit uh, Alumni Hall. Um, please visit uh, Home Field Apparel and please give Alan Horn a call as well. Um, but Silk, I think you a song of the week this week, my friend.
0: Oh snap! I got you, man. I'm gonna go R&B too, man. I gotta. I don't know what One twelve. One twelve. I'm a big one twelve fan, but I ain't gonna take it way back like that, bro. It's showing my age, bro. <laughs> oh man, um... okay, I got. Let's get. Give me Grimlin. G r i m m l y n uh, n. Grimlin, whatever you need.
1: Whatever you need. All right, gentlemen. Well, we will see you at the same corner, the same time next week.
0: Same corner, same time. Already.
1: Already. Already.